Hello, everyone. This is Carmen. And Moises. Welcome to Yoga Burn. Yoga Burn. The title of today's podcast is. Prevent scoliosis. Is headstand. It's a head. It's a headstand. Prevent scoliosis. What are you talking about? It's a. It's a headstand. Headstand. Yes. Headstand. Or, no. Or headstand. Did I see where you were going with this? Did I, did I like in, like my intuition served me well, you think? Or headstand, no. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Because I, I get that question all the time. Like some people are um, very attached to some poses and some asanas and they, they think that if they don't do those poses, then they're not really doing yoga or there's something wrong with their practice or something. And, um, and so they don't want to skip it or just, you know, you know, just skip it all together. And, and there's other people that are, that they don't care. They, they just don't do it or they do it. And if they, they don't do it, it's because whatever they have issues in their neck or whatever, or they don't like it. And, you know, and some people just skip it all together. So it's just, I mean, the headstand is for many people that go to ingression. Exactly. When there's a lot to be, it's more dangerous than the others to some extent. Even if you face plant the others, if you, even if you do them at the wall, headstand is the one that you can hurt yourself most with. But it's I the one that you're most stable. Yeah. Right? So you have a better chance of doing something. But it's like, a, it's sneaky. It's like a, a deceiving. I think that is the problem. Yeah, exactly. Because as far as balancing goes, it's probably the easiest of headstand, forearm stand, handstand. It's the easiest one, no doubt, of the three. But also, you have to be careful because it's it's the one that you can, if you're not paying attention, you you put a lot of weight on your on your head on your neck, and then you know your neck very easily can get hurt. And the thing is that, like you're saying, like it's one of those poses that people int- get introduced oftentimes in the beginning of their practice when they are beginners, right? So they may not have a lot of strength in their shoulders or, you know, they don't have a lot of awareness and, I don't know, scapular moves, you name it, like tension in the legs, you know, like some abdominal connection and some core connection. Then they just, you put them upside down in headstand, so they're going to squash, it's going to squash the neck and squash the cervicals because it's, you know, it's what... You're more. I mean, it's the widest point. If you think about it, when you're doing just your regular headstand, it's the widest point to balance on your head versus your the outer edges of your forearms. So therefore, you're gonna collapse on your on your head on your neck. You know, it's it's very intuitive when you should not do that. You know. Yeah. Because you go in saying let's do an inversion, and everything is very like scary looking. Oh my God, handstand never, I mean, I would have to jump up and you need the strength on the shoulders. The forearm balance, it's still also kind of scary. Like, I mean, I'm, my face is so f- close to the ground, I'm going to face right. plant, no, no doubt. I mean, that my shoulders may not be strong enough again. Blah, blah. So you say, okay, mm-hmm. let me put my hand on the ground. I like do a little triangle, just go up. But if they don't, even if they tell you, if, if, even if it's a very good teacher and says, you have to engage the body. You have to tense the legs, it tense the belly, tense the... I mean, you have to lift, you have to feel light, you have to remove the, the weight from the head, from the arms, like you have to go up. Like, even if they tell you, 
Can someone that has walked into the room and has taken 10 classes, can they do it? Can right. they lift the body enough so there's not enough pressure or there's like a light pressure on the head, on the neck, on the, like a, the cervical spine, right? So yeah, that, that is the question. Because the, if you cannot do an inversion and you want to do an inversion, do down dog against the wall. Do dolphin against the wall. Right, Like get exactly. the forearms on the ground and the feet on the wall. And then as you get stronger, one leg goes up, the other one leg goes up. But, yeah. I mean, because I know that you never, ever, ever have teach or propose that pose in a, in a class in because a, of the... In a, in a more beginner class, never. Like headstand, headstand is always out of a question, you know. In the beginning, I used to teach it more the first few months that I was, you know, a very Teaching novice. Like a... A hundred years ago? <laughs> a, very, a very novice yoga teacher because I thought, well, this is what you're supposed to teach. But then after having a few ex bad experiences, uh, people are like, oh, my neck. I hurt my neck in your class. I'm like, uh, you, you were just doing it wrong. Or I let's say that I said, I would say something like, you can do forearm balance or you can do headstand. And most people would choose headstand because of the, you know, ego, ego boost oh, of balancing in the yeah. middle of a room upside down and all that. So I decided to altogether just not teach headstand for, for a long time, for beginners or beginners intermediate, you know, they, they, ha they would have to be more seasoned practitioners in order for us to, to do and dive more into headstand because from headstand you can do arm balances, you can link it with other things and it's very fun and it's a lot of core engagement, etc. But Um, but it's not, that so, is just more for a more advanced kind of class. Usually I would go, like you're saying, like dolphin against the wall or down dog against the wall. And I mean, and, and if you're practicing from home, then you can make it even easier, like dolphin with your feet on a chair or down dog with your feet on a chair, which is a little bit easier than pushing with your feet against the wall. True. Just like lay, rest the, rest yeah. the feet on the, and then you can lift one leg up. You can lift one and then leg you can up. Switch the legs, and then once the leg is up, if the teacher grabs that leg that is up, you can actually come all the way to the inversion without the jump, which is the tricky part. Right. Right. Exactly. So you remove the dangerous part, which is the lifting, the movement. Right. Right. But you are going against the whatever wisdom you call that, right? Like uh, usually people teach headstand first because to give people something to balance. So they can feel the inversion, so they can... Uh, so that little chair thing that you shove your head in and you put your shoulders and you go upside down, you should like that. Like a, it's like a prop Yeah, thing. yeah, it's like, it's like a prop. I don't know how you call I that mean, thing. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't even know the, the name of it. Um, it's like I a mean, toilet seat, but cushioned. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. So you shove the head through the hole of the toilet seat. Oh, my God. And then your legs go This up. visual, this visual like is going to stay with me for the longest time. That's oh, it. my God. Think about it. So it's like a, it's like a four-leg stool with a toilet seat on top. Oh, my God. That is cushioned. <laughs> you shove the head in, pull the legs up, and that's it. Oh my gosh! Oh my, this is like too much. This is your contribution to today's podcast. Like, great, enjoy, great, enjoy the visual. Great people. analogy. Um, yes. Okay, let's just put it in toilet uh, analogy uh, out of out of my mind. But 
some people use that and I think it's 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 a good idea. You you can you can I mean, do the that. The weight is gonna go to the shoulders and you chest size is gonna force you to actually engage, engage the arms and engage, engage your arms engage and hold and yeah. hold it and, and hold that, that piece of furniture. <laughs> you hold a piece of furniture with intuitive shape. And if you can actually get the legs off the wall, you're gonna have to engage the body. It's true. To just stay it's true. there. I mean it's the, true. the belly has to go in and you kind of like let the legs blah, blah, blah. like you have to like Stay at least active, otherwise you're going to fall. So My problem with these kind of props is that people become too dependent on them and they will never do a headstand without it, for instance. Or I a mean, foreign balance. Or a foreign balance or let's say you, you have one of those yoga wheels, mm. right? And so people do, I've seen that over and over. Some people do kapotasana or, you know, Backbends where you can lay on that thing and you can arch your back and it feels amazing. But I mean, for Kapotasana in particular, I've seen that many, many times. And I'm like, okay, this is great. Great, it's gonna arch your spine and create the, the curve that you want. It's gonna open your hip flexors, etc. Great, open your shoulders a lot. But are you ever going to try to practice without it? That pose, you know, without without that wheel. And so, are you ever? I mean, is this prop helping me on my path to actually become stronger or more flexible? Or am I going to become so dependent on it that I'll never get rid of it? I mean, I'll, I'll never grow that face. And in my experience, most people get comfortable and they never grow out of that. You know, that's, hmm. that's, that's, but, but I really like it. I mean, that thing, <laughs> the, toilet, toilet thing. the cushy toilet seat, I really like it. Um, for, for people, for people, no, and, and a little while, it could be a year, you know, it could be two years. I, I don't know. It depends. Some people have had a surgery or, yeah. and some people can have to be there. You have to be there because you have for, to for, for, forever, forever. Yeah, agreed. But not everybody I've met in my life that used that to. thing had to. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's, Actually, that's if the you, point. If you use the toilet bowl thing <laughs> and you get the legs off the wall, like if you really balance mm -hmm. on that thing you're going to improve. Absolutely. I mean, so Without a doubt. Instead of just like uh, being complacent and uh, use the toilet bowl thing, get the legs up on the wall and just stay with the feet on the wall, feet on the wall. Like really challenge yourself to find the balance. Yeah. You're going to get strong. Yeah. You're going to get I strong. Mean, you're going to get, get very strong in your abdominals as well because you have to stop moving back and forth so much. So that's a lot of abdominal mm -hmm. work. And like a lot of the abdominal task or, you know, what it has to do is just stop moving so much. You know, you have to lock the position and the abdominals is just a great way to do that. You know, so you kind of, you lock your inversion there. So you engage your, your abs. And when you, when you say to someone, engage, engage your abs, they're like, don't, don't know, don't care, you know, mm -hmm. but if you put them in that, in that, that, thing, that yeah, 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 yeah. now survive. <laughs> And I just try yeah, to do don't it. Fall. Don't, don't fall. fall. Try, try not to fall. get your feet off the wall. And just like, don't fall. Oh, wow. You, this is, you, you have to use your abdominals a lot. I'm like, yes. You have to exactly. use your, everything a lot. Exactly. Exactly. Just pushing down with, the, with your hands, holding that, you know, the legs of that thing, etc. So I, I'm all f up for it, you know. And like I said, some people are, will never get rid of it because they just, for whatever reason, you know, they, um, but... Also, I think the head placement is important. I mean, if you're, when, when, you, you, do the when you do the headstand, you know, because 
if you have not been trained or have not been taught and nobody has told you how to put your head on the crown of your head, mm-hmm. so how to put your weight, your on, weight. The, on, the, on the crown of your head, then it just a lot of people just tuck the chin too much into the chest. Mm-hmm. Or some people just try to go and with arch. The for, with the forehead. More, they, they, go more, they go more towards the forehead. You know, so it's a little bit, it's a little bit too much in either direction. So I mean, you're trying to find uh, the most straight position of the neck. Exactly. Right? I mean, but there's going to be some curvature, yeah, you know, for your cervical spine. And for everybody, it's slightly different. Like, because not everyone has the same yep. curvature, you know, on the cervical, spine, thoracic, etc. You know, the mm-hmm. lordosis, schifosis is just, it's different for each one of us. So then, and also the size of the head, you know, you should know. I am gifted. <laughs> it doesn't look as big, but I have some, uh, yeah. Yeah, some large square footage. Some square right? footage, it on, helps a lot. On your head, so you, but I mean, it's I, easier to do headstand. The, it bothers me to feel the neck in the, in the pose. So it's, it's very uncomfortable for some reason. So I always pushed with the arms. You have to. It was, I, I mean, mean, you know what I mean? So it was not like somebody had to tell me, Moises, push with the arms, because like a, I, I really didn't like the feeling of having weight on my head. I think, I may, maybe I'm wrong, but I think that's pretty standard. Like, a lot of people have an issue with that. Okay. Like, it's yeah, a kind I mean, of like the a self, the right the self-preservation. Like, your brain will be like, what are you doing? Yeah, basically. You're squashing here yeah. your, your cervicals. Same as when you go into chin scorpion, when you go into chin stand, yeah. many times, many times, your brain and your nervous system is like, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you, what why, did you smoke before? Why, why do we have to do this? Yeah. Why do we continue to just bring the legs over, over to touch my head or to feet to the floor? Many times it's more like that mental dialogue that it's very difficult to relax in the pose. Because mm. if you relax and you surrender, you're like, okay, I'm not going to go any further. And many, many times you, can, you have to negotiate with, your, with yourself. Like while you're in the pose, you're like, I'm not going any further until you relax. Because if I, if I don't relax, then it's just get, like gets worse and yeah. worse and worse, right? So yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. and the longer you stay, the more that voice screams at you. Like, I need to come out. We're getting tired. Da, da, da. We just, we're going to hurt ourselves. What are you doing? You know? And so, you know, that, that happens quite a, quite a lot. Or I don't know, even like plow, you know, or like you know, yeah. like plow or carnapidas and like need to ears. Some people also have a very hard time with that. And like, no, 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 I just don't like to to do like poses like that. Yeah, so the neck is so like, bent in. Exactly. So then it's like your brain is is telling you, I I need to this. I I don't like this one bit. I I don't like it. So I think that happens to quite a lot of people. I I don't think you are, you know, that unique. But I, mean, I feel myself lucky. That I, my self-preservation dialogue, Instinct, whatever, yeah. mm-hmm. made me like use the arms. Because I mean, also I, my problem has always, has always been the shoulders. So what I would do is like, I would put my hands like exactly in the same position, like the little, little pinkies on the floor so I could actually push in. And I would like lock the, the frame. You right. Know, like lock the forearms on the ground, lock the shoulders, like lock this whole upper body circle thing like a, yeah. to, with the, from the hands and all around. And then like place place the head, but I tried to make like a unit, like a, like the base as stable locked as I could. It's a good idea. Like not try to. No, I wasn't even really pushing up. I was like locking the whole thing, like not 
letting it move or collapse, I right, guess. Right. So the the pushing up was never an option for me, I guess. It, it, it was too hard. But the locking was right. like a stay. Don't let it collapse. Not don't go up. Don't go, I mean go up is not an option. It's not an option. We're having a time hard enough, right? But don't let it collapse. Right. That was my mindset the whole time. I never hurt my neck. I mean, but I, I always had that in mind. Like, you have to be like a rigid, like a stable, yeah. very, very solid, stable, very, very solid. Whatever word exactly. you want to use. Exactly. But again, the arms could not move from where they were. It was like. Also, like the distance between your elbows makes a, make a, a big difference. Yeah. Like if your elbows are to splay out. You cannot push. It's, 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 it's impossible. Exactly. I mean, I mean, because also it, like exactly. from sweating. The, the time comes when the elbows just go out, 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 and you say, I have to come down. Not because you're tired, not because of anything. It's like, I cannot keep pushing. I cannot hold it steady. So as when the elbows go out, it's like, I'm out. But can you not push down? When, when, the, when the elbows go out, the distance, the No, I the know, ratios. I know. But when, let's say in the, from, from the very beginning, like your, when your elbows are shoulder width uh-huh. or, or even less. Yeah. Um, in that moment, can, and they, you feel like they're... Starting to perhaps slip a little yes, bit I out. Yes, I push the best I can, but still. But still, you push and still, I still they, 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 they go I think out. So. They go out. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I because I mean I've seen people using this trap, but that is more with forearm balance. Yeah. I've never I mean, seen them with. You a you forearm. you can you can do it in, in headstand as well do if you, you want that? to. I've never seen that. Uh, usually <laughs> no, usually no, because people they they just they're very brave and oh, they yeah. like ah. Very adventurous. I'm going to go. I'm, I'm just going to do it without... Or it's not a problem big enough in headstands. I mean, because it is a big problem. Because as soon as the elbows go out, yeah. you won't have enough distance to actually push on the ground with the, with the arms. And the weight is going to go to the head. Yeah. So and you also, want to keep them close. It's true. It's true. And also, like, I mean, how many times we've seen like in trainings or workshops or things that we do for teachers that... Um, if somebody goes into the into let's say headstand incorrectly, and you think that that's incorrect, uh, a younger teacher would not correct that person, oh. and we and we just let let it, let, ha- let, it let, let, let it be. And it's like I'm not gonna make that person come down. I'm like, yes, yes, you are. That's exactly what you that's should do. That's your job. That's exactly if what you. If those elbows are too far away from each other, it's not like form or this or alignment. Like that is what the alignment is for. Like the alignment is in the beginning, so you don't let them hurt yourself. The alignment is not so it matches the pretty picture. I mean, yeah. that is not alignment. Alignment is not at the end or while the, the pose is happening. I mean, if, if there's a transition, okay. If uh, you can actually be in the pose and you're like, getting, dig, like, getting into the wrong, yeah, so you're, you're losing the alignment. But the moment for the alignment is the beginning. Yeah. Are you coming into this way, in a, into this pose in a safe way? Exactly. That is what the alignment is for. The elbows are wrong, you make them come back. The head is too high, too low to this, you make them come down. Like, yeah, yeah, that's what it's there for. I mean, it's a balancing pose, it's an inversion. That is their foundation, so it's very important that they have to get that. And maybe they will even have a very hard time, but at least they have a chance, and it's, okay, let's just try it, and, you know, come down because the elbows are too wide and I want you to do this. Or, or some people just step on their little finger ah. right at the bottom and they put it yeah. under the head. And it's like, oh, my, I'm cutting the circulation in my little finger. And I'm like, well, it should, little finger Don't. should not be there, yeah. you know, and, and so on. So it's just that. like so many, yeah, yeah, so many things that can happen, you know, so many things that can, 
can can go wrong. And there's also, I mean, there's different variations on your regular headstand. You have that headstand one, right, or shishasana yeah. one, and then you have shishasana two, which is tripod, which is even perhaps easier for many people to to, balance. Up, to, to go up and do perhaps balance. And it's itself. and it's even it's even worse for the yeah. neck. You know, I've seen many many of my students. They can do perhaps the first one because their forearms are somehow helping you, like you were saying, the locked position with your chest, biceps, you know, your, mm -hmm. your pecs. I mean, they, they're very strong muscles, so they help you to lock that position so much. Um, but with a tripod, it's like pff, you're on your own. You're on your hands and the crown of your head. Good luck. Good luck. Go yep. up. Go, you know, and just... And it's really hard to maintain that tension in the chest, like squeezing the elbows in, because the elbows are, are flying in the air. So it just, it's really hard to maintain that locked position in the front of a body. And it's, it's, it's hard to do that, you know, with, um, it's, it's much more wobbly. Yeah. And so many times they can do Shishasana one, but they cannot do, or it hurts, to do Shishasana two, the tripod. So it's, it's, it's so interesting, it's interesting. As you go up the shishasanas, one, two, three, four, are the hands doing less, 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 less? Like the, isn't the one that you stretch the arms out, another one that you go like this? Yeah, with, are, the, with your forearms. Do they have names too? Or they not? have, yeah, I think some of those they have like muktavas and shishasana, yes. In, in some of the Ashtanga series or something, they have like seven headstands and you change hand position. I don't think it's necessarily harder each one. Okay, or, it's just like although, It may, because, I mean, back when or Maybe. when I was learning Ashtanga, it's like the higher you go in the number or the higher you supposed go in, in the level, it's supposed to be harder. So right, A is easier than B, B easier than C, and C is easier than D, and so on, right? For, for example, Marichasanas, or, you know, but, or Vichikasana, one, two, I mean, just, okay. Um, but in the headstands, I don't think it's necessarily, like, much harder one or the other but yes in the other headstands you are definitely also it's like a tripod thing so your your neck is free and yeah. you your hands are just moving like in front of your face and you hold your opposite elbows or wide wide apart or you name it i think because you can do such few things because i mean the good thing about shishasana 2 the tripod headstand is that you can link that with arm balances, with arm balances. So you can go from that tripod into crow, and and into side crow. Into side crow. Into I mean, and just just so so many. Like yeah. just say we're going, and you don't stay for a long time in that tripod headstand. You that the importance of the exercise mm -hmm. is more the transition. the transition, and you could just kind of roll and go from one to the other and engage your core and round up and protract scapulas. I mean, just a lot of things going on. Abs in, activate your legs like hip flexors, I mean, you name it, all, all of those things happening at the same time. And uh, with the other headstands, there's no playfulness mm -hmm. like that. You know, you cannot really play that much, okay? Uh, you can play, like, between switching hands position, like go from arms out to forearms and touching opposite elbows to tripod to... But that's it. I mean, that's that's the only thing that you can do. Why, why? I remember the, the transitions. I think we were in Madrid, and you were doing the tripod headstand to I think it was crow. It was like the first one of the day to try options or something. 
and there was this guy that I mean I think that he had been doing yoga for a while but he had never tried that before and he could not get into crow I mean he's his head was just not lift. He was so annoyed. Do, do you remember that? I don't remember I that mean, at all. You, you were like a so... I mean, I don't know exactly... I don't know how you helped him, to be honest. But yeah, the tripod headstand, the knees come in, and he was never able to get the knees close enough to the armpit. That's one of the problems exactly. that, that, so, you, I mean, that you have. So the, the knees would come down, and they would land closer to the elbow. Right. When they land closer to the elbow, you cannot lower the bum, right? So... The because he could do crow, he could he could do all the pieces, right? But he could not do the transition from one to the other. He was so annoyed. It was so funny because I mean he was taking like a what is going on? I mean there's something wrong with the exercise. I mean I should be able to do this, but it was just the, the that little piece of the technique, like a, yeah, get because the, the, the push, thing. especially in the beginning, is like it's a little bit diagonal, so you got to push like away from your hands, so not so much roll on your head so much that so you squash your neck. You squash your cervical so much because some people roll on their heads like, like they want to just so much friction there and mm. just kind of they get their their hair like all just charge yeah, right true. like ele electrically and just charge because it's just, they just roll so much on the forehead and then when they come out they have like the forehead is like oh, they red. have a, a red line in the middle or something from, from trying a few times so you don't have to you, you don't want to just roll on your head so much and just you know just squash it so much but kind of push up in a way just find an angle and like like you're saying sink and go back and and just push away right And it takes a little bit of, of practice. And yes, I now I remember a little bit, like, and I was trying to tell him, okay, let's just try to do it with a, with a blog. And he was like, no, because, you know, he was very muscular and just very strong. So he probably thought I should be able I to should, do that. Do I should. That's why he was so annoyed. He was so funny. And I'm, and I'm like, you're very strong. Stronger than me, no doubt. I mean, this guy had like three, see, his arm like was like three times mine. And I'm like, there's absolutely no reason why I shouldn't do it, but but it's just, it's a little bit of technique. Just give yourself some time. Your body needs some time to figure it out, but it will figure it out, you know, and you're not going to do it exactly like, like me, but, you know, just, I'm giving you like the, a broad, you know, I'm drawing a broad picture of how it should be done. And then you adapt it to your body's capabilities and what it can do and how it feels more comfortable doing some things and some others. But I, I guarantee you that you're going to be able, you are able to do it, but It just takes a little bit of time and a little bit of technique and following the hip flexors a lot and, and all those things. But yeah, he was one of those that gets very anxious, right, to do, to do things. But it's pretty, I mean, you're just kind of going, like, I think it's very playful. Like, you can go from headstand, from tripod into a, an arm balance, and it just, it's, it can get very challenging. It can get very difficult. So how, I mean, because, I mean, The headstand doesn't have so many options. The tripod has many more. So how do you do tripod safely? Even if it's just a transition, but you want to tell them what to engage, what to look for, what to put your attention in, like a, what are you working on while you're in the in that little couple of seconds of the tripod, right? But how do you do it well? Or do you just do the transition you would do in a class that is advanced enough so people are strong enough And then you know that they won't hurt themselves, even in tripod. Or how do you play that? It, for, I would not do tripod to an arm balance in a normal class, 
in a in a beginner's class or something. We would just do the arm balance, not not transitioning, not linking it with with a tripod. I would work on building strength with dolphin at the wall or head or down dog at the wall and perhaps moving forearm balance and then just regular headstand over time. But I, I would wait for a long time to introduce that tripod headstand and also tripod to, to something else. To some to something else. Um, no no way like if you come well, you've come to many of my classes and my workshops, I rarely teach that like you know from tripod to something i need to know a little bit my students you have to see the class it's it's a hit and miss yeah. i mean some people are are going to be completely fine and some people are going to be miserable and it will be impossible to do that and you're gonna get a lot of headaches because people are like oh they complain they fall who knows they had they're just not coordinated uh you name it so it's 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 kind of like a double-edged sword, you know, a little bit. But in a like in a more beginner class, yeah. I nev- never, never, never. So again, how would you cue it? What do you have to pay attention to if you want to try? So you if you want to try your, your, your tripod, yeah, tripod uh, to crow. Well, let's say that you are comfortable in regular headstand. So that is and a, you have preconditions then. Yeah. So that you, in order to try this, you have some prerequisites that you have to meet. Comfortable in regular headstand. Okay. Um, ideally, also forearm balance, even at the wall. You know, just you're able to hold yourself in forearm balance at the wall. So you just your shoulders have enough push, you know, and your head has enough push, and you try to you know try to relax your head and pull the belly in and just you know get a much longer shape, um, because that's going to help you so much in the tripod. In the tripod, you want to take as much weight off your neck as much as you can. Meaning that, okay, with your palms, you're going to push into the floor. You squeeze your elbows in. You turn on your chest muscles in the front of the body. Uh, you turn on your, your abs. But the more you project with your legs, the lighter you feel on the head, on, on the neck. So it's actually a good idea. So if I see someone that is very noodly, you know, it just it's very not engaged, discoordinated, elbows are flying and just going very wobbling back and forth. I'd be like, you cannot, I, I, I highly recommend that you stop doing this pose. I, I have some ideas for you. I, I would give you a couple of other options, but I think this is a bad idea. You know, it's a bad idea because it's all about that stability and just projecting tremendously up. And then from there, just... Yeah, you, have to, you have to see them with the intention going there. Like we do in the teacher trainings that we have these sessions of seeing energies, right? Like right, the, exactly. You teach them how to look at the student and see how they are executing the pose. I mean, where the energy is going, where the intention is going. You have to see people going up. Right. Only right. then, so that's a prerequisite. So you have prerequisites. Right. So you know, now you have people that are strong enough and they have tried these poses a couple of times already. I mean, or to be able mm-hmm. to do at least kick into the wall with a foreign balance. So right. So you know that they are at least that strong. Yeah. Now what do you say? And then, I, I, I was just, tell, just telling you, like, you know, you put the head, the crown, the crown of a head, that, that triangle with the palms. I'm sorry. Elbows in, turning on chest muscles and okay. abs, That's and then the projecting you with your legs, etc. The first thing that 
you want to address is just try to bend the legs and touch with your knees, your triceps or elbows or as high up on the arms or in as close to your arms as you can. And then return back up. And you try to come down and up, right? So you just kind of, you're, you are in your tripod and I want to know how much hip flexion you have. And when you lower your legs, you don't want to round too much along your cervical spine. You want to round more from the hips, from the hips, the lumbar, and also the thoracic, you know, so it's like, it's just a little bit like puffing out as you lower the legs so much, something has to make space for, for your legs. But a lot of people in the beginning, they roll on the crown of a head. So they change in a little bit the foundation already in order to accommodate the legs and not ask so much from the hip flexors and not ask so much from your abdominals and from your obliques, for example, or something. So I need to know what, what kind of form you have when you tuck your legs down and back up. And I, I prefer if you don't touch, you don't have to touch, like I said, you don't have to touch your triceps or the back of your arm. You don't have to touch, but I want to see how much you can lower and then go back up without changing the foundation, without changing the position of the head, changing your arms are still in control, your elbows are still nice and squeezing in, etc. cetera. Um, I, w- I want to see that. So that, that is something that I would do repetitively before, because that is the prior step to going from tripod into crow, from tripod into scissors, from tripod into side crow. I mean, you name it. You, you add a twist or you add some more leg extension from tripod into astavakrasana, whatever it, it is, right? But that first, that first one is how much compression you can make. It's very, 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 very important, very important. I also think, now that I'm thinking about it, that when you're when you're doing your tripod, have you tried to put your tongue in your on your soft palate? I am not thinking about that. No, <laughs> there, 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 I'm not saying that my head is blank and there are not maybe thoughts in my mind while I'm doing like uh, the headstand. But yeah, like you'd rather be on like on, on, the, on the toilet on the exactly toilet seat. My tongue is is not the first thing I'm thinking about. Because um, it may be, uh, for some people, this helps a lot. Like you can put your, yeah, you rest your tongue. Like you, you've, never, you've never felt your tongue when you're, when you're in a headstand. I cannot remember. No, I next time you go into headstand. No, no, uh, still nothing, huh? <laughs> but you're not upside down, so you Yeah, but I'm not trying to remember. You should, like, you should. Like, you should. <laughs> no. Well, next time you go in, I'm trying tomorrow. <laughs> next time you go into into headstand. Tomorrow, I'm gonna try tomorrow. Then you try to put your tongue. I will yell against. against <laughs> you like <laughs> like moving move your tongue. Exactly. Can be, can be, can be. You will know. You will know. I'm trying. Uh, rest your tongue against your soft palate, right? So okay. just behind your teeth, okay. yeah. And try to push a little bit. Okay. And it will, for Lift some your people, legs. <laughs> automatically. <laughs> no. So you it push the palate, legs go up? <laughs> no. I'm trying this. No, it will, no you, you don't let okay. me finish. I was hoping. It, for some people, I mean, it, it should help you lock the neck position. Oh. You'll feel stronger in your, in your cervical segment a little bit more. 
uh, for some people, they they it does they don't feel like it's much of a difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, I find it's very important. I I love it. I mean, that's the first thing I think about uh, when I'm upside down. Besides all that, and then the final, okay, just make Is sure that, that like you a banda, like a like a like a banda, like a banda kind of thing. Yes, exactly. Okay. So, like for instance, sometimes I practice. You know, I practice headstand with one arm. Okay. Right. Sometimes. So, sometimes, like like I at least four or five times a week. Right. So exactly. it's just I, I gotta That's say almost almost every day almost every day. Um, so I do like imagine like headstand regular headstand. Okay. And then I bow, but I get one hand out of the way. So one hand is headstand, the other one is uh, tripod headstand. It's a tripod, but it, it's trying and to you're trying to get it off the ground. Off, off the off the ground. So I'm shifting the weight and I'm shifting my center from both forearms and the head to just one forearm and the head, right? So I'm just going to go very slowly and it's easier to do that. It's easier to do that um, with your legs open, mm-hmm. like in straddle, right? So the same as it's easier to balance oftentimes in handstand with your legs open and in forearm balance with your legs in a straddle, et cetera, because, you know, just the, phys- the physics of, of it. So you open your legs and you shift your weight onto head. And one side. Head and, and one side. And um, for me, if I don't put the tongue in place, it's just not going to, it doesn't help so much. This is the kind of stuff I'm looking for for the podcast. <laughs> but This is what we're looking for. Exactly. You know, just tr- just try. It. Just this try. It. I I know that this like you kind of have have joking. You kind of have joking. No, 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 no. But I mean, every but single one listening to this, just stop and go and try you're, right you're, now. You're, you're gonna That's, try. You're gonna try. It. You're gonna try. This you're is what you wanna try. Just put it flat there and right, just right behind the teeth and yeah. you push up. Mm-hmm. Okay. And just see if it helps. You know, and um and see if that if that um. If it actually makes a, a difference in your neck, if it helps to be in a more locked position, if it feels a little bit stronger, I mean, yeah, yeah, first up, it's not gonna be like, oh my god, like I'm used, this is fantastic, it's like I'm the Conan best thing. Conan the Barbarian. It, yeah, no, but I mean, but yeah. it, it will, to me, it, it makes it makes a, a big impact, a, a big difference, and also think that the more you train your neck to become strong or to become stronger Better. than it is, yeah. the more chances that it will become stronger. Yeah. So, like, some people are so afraid, oh, I, I don't want to do that. I, I Nothing happened to my neck, but I don't want to do that. I don't want to... And I'm like, well, it just, this is a chance. You just, you can practice this safely. You put pressure more with your forearms, with your shoulders, et cetera. But it's, you know, your body likes that pressure. We know that the body likes to get The body likes stretched, a stre- like a stress, push. like a gentle stress or not, not life-threatening stress. Exactly. Li- the body likes that. The body likes to be pushed. Exactly. So a light stress on that part of your body. So they, they like that so that it just, you know, your cervicals are like just very spongy and just go like poo poo and, and just contract and expand and on their own, etc. So, um, you know, people that do a ton of headstands mm-hmm. and people that can balance on their heads just on on the just on the head without without hands. We know a few like yeah. you know Mauro and, and other people. They never have any any neck problems. It's, it's ironic that, yeah. or True. it's just how interesting that. 
You know, you, I mean, you by have to be training, strong enough by to training your neck, thing. exactly. Right. By training your, your neck, you, it's going to become much stronger eventually. Because I mean, well. the people that we know that do that, do that in the middle of the room. That yeah, I can think of, of. course. I mean, no, I mean, no, you mean bouncing on the head? Yeah, yeah. But that is a, that is a very important part of the of why I think it works because. If it's you a, it's, have a, it's an important feet, part of if, if, of the circus act. Yeah, but I mean, it for to for safety as well. If you get your feet on the wall, then you can actually relax, and then the cervicals take the the hit. Exactly, right? it's exactly if, right. If you're in the middle of the room, you're fighting mm. for balance. Exactly. And if you fall and roll, and you're already, the head is already on the floor. Mm. How I mean, how bad can be the? I mean, you just I mean no round I mean, your back and just go. You know what I mean? But, but you, you you can fall to the side, like your I mean, neck can fall. Yeah, yeah but your hands are there. You know what I mean? The, the falling is gonna be like not less, that bad. Less, less in in principle. I mean, yeah. in principle, because you can always some yeah. something weird can always happen. But in in principle, it shouldn't be as scary as falling out of a handstand. Yeah. Or the, or even a forearm balance that people are like, I'm gonna crash on so my face. I mean, face. I can I can see why people can like, in, especially in the circus or that kind of those kind of acts, they try because the it compared to everything they do, this is not like so much risk. But again, they are doing it in the middle of the room, so, so they have to engage. Yeah. It's, the, so they are they are defending or they are protecting their body by the nature of the act or the exercise or the whatever they do. Yeah. So I think that is part of why they're okay doing it too. You, you, nonetheless, you have to think that it's a tremendous amount of hours to, to, start, yeah, yeah, yeah. to, to, to balance. So, I'm I mean, saying that work. It's, it's, it's a tremendous amount of work. But, I mean, yeah, some, was... something to consider that, you know, you are a head balancer and many, you know, no, no issues, no, no problems in the, in the neck. So, a little bit of some headstand sometimes... You perhaps not every day, but I mean, you you can do it. You can train your body to be strong enough to actually do it. And if you feel very weak that day, if you feel like, oh no, I think I'm gonna put, I'm putting too much weight on my head, then you try for a moment, and you're yeah. like, no, it's not, it's not working today. Then don't do it, and it's it's totally fine. You know, it's it's totally totally okay. But I think it's it's a good idea. It's a good idea to. Um, to include some of, some of that some of that in in your practice, I have some notes here that I want. I just what does you have for us? Oh no, I think it's we cover uh, everything. Yeah, it just okay. I th I think um. Yeah, I, I think I've covered everything that I wanted to say, in this this guy. Good. Are you gonna practice that tomorrow? Yes. Now? You're gonna the practice with your with your tongue. I'm doing the tongue thing immediately. Yeah. Because I mean the the, I. The conclusion of this conversation for me was get out of the wall. Like the, the wall is not your friend in this pose because the wall will allow you to relax, which is the worst thing that you can do. So you have to go in and fight for your balance immediately, which will engage the body, which will protect the neck. It's, it, it is very true. It is very so, true. And then you, so out of the wall and the tongue. Because, it, I mean... You can be at the wall and try not to use the wall. I mean, which is something that people are just, when they kick, even in handstand or foreign balance, they're like, Poo. the first thing they do is they try to That's find the wall. the wall. And I'm like, oh. you can use the wall in so many ways and not touch it. I mean, because people are like, just be out of, like, really not touch it. 
And then, you know, don't, like you're saying, don't go into headstand upside down, like kick, Boom. find the wall, and then you find your balance. You, that's wrong. That's absolutely wrong. You have to find your balance the moment both feet are, get, are taken off the ground, and then you're not at the wall yet. You have to already start to fight for your balance. Whether it's handstand, forearm balance, headstand, you have yeah. to do that. So, I mean, but if the temptation is too much for you, you're like, no, I, I, I will always fall on the wall. So it's just, it's, it's just too tempting. Then try to do it in the middle of the room. Yeah. You can put some pillows in front of you and you can roll. Take the wall out. You know, don't be chicken. Roll, don't be chicken. Roll on your head. I think it's a good idea to just practice those, you know, just rolling. On, from a, big, my, on a big cushion. Like, you get on your knees, you roll, oh. tuck, your, tuck your chin under, you roll on your head, and you try to just, the typical forward summer, somersault some, yeah. that you practice when you're a kid, uh -huh. right? And that will also help so much to warm up the neck. So when you go into your headstand, and if you happen to fall, and you're like, just go and rolling over, yeah. and so on. But uh, you have time to just bend your legs many times, yeah. you know, bend your legs and just lower back down, you know. But yeah. just in case, I, I, I always like to, if I'm going to do a lot of headstands in my practice or a lot of transitions, I like to do like some, spend a few minutes doing those, those kind of things, like those rolls and things. On the things roll like thing, because I did like karate when I was little, right? And that, or you did Aikido, right? Yeah. So the, when you roll on martial arts, you always go to one side or the other. Mm -hmm. You don't roll in the middle. So it's true. if you're going to roll, you want to watch a video on how somebody that does martial arts rolls, you roll on the shoulder. Right, exactly. So you do not put the pressure on the neck again. You're protecting the neck. Yeah. So you go left shoulder, right? Because you practice both sides. Yeah. So, you, I mean, we used to go and like roll the length of the tatami, right? Yeah. And then come back and roll again. And my head was just spinning like it was, it was not... Because when you come out of that roll, you're, you're on your knees. You're, you're, yeah, you're, you're up, up again. Up, up again on your knees. standing up. And you're... And it's like, again, all, all other side, and again, other side, and again, other side. So when you, when you come out of that roll, you have to come out with enough momentum also that you're back to a kneeling position, yeah. starting to oh, tuck your, your head down yeah. once more. Yeah, I think that's... So if, you, if you're going to fall from the, from the headstand or something, use the same principles. Like yeah. uh, protect the neck again, like let the shoulder take the hit to some extent, right? And roll on that shoulder. You round the back, you go to the shoulder... The, the, the knees come in and you just roll out. Yeah. So practicing some rolling. And you can go from, the, from uh, one knee on the ground and one foot in front of you and roll from there. So there's not like momentum from standing because maybe yeah. more scary or something. Just from kneeling, you can do the roll. You have an exercise that you do in the class sometimes that you, you're uh, laying face up. And you do a... You roll back. That's what I was going to tell you. you. You roll backwards as well. Exactly. So you go like into like a plow position or a side plow. Side plow and, and you, you get out. And you roll out. And then you and come you, back. And you roll back in and roll back out. That would be step one. Same, same idea because you're also rolling a little bit more on the shoulder. On the, on the Just on the top of the scapula more on the top of the shoulder rather than you take the head out of the way. Nonetheless, it still stretches the neck mm -hmm. and it still war warms up the neck pretty nice. But you're not going rolling on the cervicals. Exactly. But it's, it's a great way. I mean, I remember that last time I... I was preparing for a class like that. I must have done, I don't know, easily like 30 minutes of those things, like rolling out in and then rolling flat and just with the legs extended, with the legs bent, one leg at a time. I mean, you name it. I have never felt my neck as loose. as loose as when I finished that. But just 30 minutes, and I'm like, what? I, it was 
a lot of time to prepare, you know, to prepare like for that prepare. and like this is what I want, I want to teach this is what I want to do which option or whatever you know, that, which option, option I'm going to do one side or this side because you know sometimes one side understands it very well and the other one it doesn't understand it that well so I did like over and over and over and over by the time I realized it was 30 minutes half gone by and when I finished I'm like oh my god my neck my traps have never been this loose and limber in my life I don't remember when was the last time you know because with all the push enhancements and everything, it was incredible. It was amazing, amazing, amazing. Better than a massage or, wow. you know, a better, better than that. just kind of like stretching that. And Another takeaway from this session. <laughs> so and you can practice that. Your headstands with your tongue the there thing. and then just kind of do a few rolls. Yes. I'm serious. And, and you're also, you know, yeah. exercising quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, the yeah, whole yeah. spine was very stretched. I'm it's sure amazing. I, I am horrible doing that. So <laughs> I can I see myself. I, I want to see, see, I wanna see you. Horrible. I want to see you. That's Even if thing. you roll like a panda, it's yeah. okay. You know, it's, it's going to look like, like, like... Kung Fu Panda, because I'm going to be on the side. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's going to be a bit like a martial art panda thing, like mixed... Boom. Just think that you need a little bit more momentum. Those people that roll, that barely roll back or forward, especially back, uh -huh. that back somersault, is because they don't have it. Like yeah, you have to, no, you have to really like go more, like project more your legs, like uh -huh. keep sending your body more okay. back. Okay. okay. And you, you stop it halfway and you roll panda style. I will try. You know, so I will try. no, no panda rolls. Yes. But that would that would be fun. That would be fun. All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. This is Carmen. And Moises. And you listen to You Got Burn. You Burn. We'll see you next time. Yeah. Bye. Bye.